0: All I gotta say is Pop no, McKay says cheer! It's scintillating! It's sensational! It's Seattle Sounders FC Soccer!
1: Yeah, that song always gets me so hyped up. What's up, everybody? And welcome to Sounder Scuttlebutt. I'm your host for tonight, Cameron Collins, because uh, Aaron did something stupid. He went and had a baby on Valentine's Day, and now he can't do the podcast because uh, apparently he didn't just get paternity leave from work. He got it from the podcast as well. But instead, we have the best Sounder's dad around filling in. What's up, Nicholas
0: Biella? Hey, thanks for having me on yet again. Always appreciate it. I think last uh, episode I was filling in for you, now filling in yeah. for for Aaron. Next thing I know, look forward to next episode where I'm running it solo.
1: Yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I was unfortunately out with COVID for the last episode and that uh, really kicked my butt. So uh, thankfully I'm back to, I don't know if I'd say full strength, but I, I I'm healthy. I don't have COVID anymore. So Uh, that's at least good it it really i don't know if you've had it nick but it took a toll on me
0: you know about three weeks ago i got really sick you could probably still hear just a little bit of my voice um where i just uh didn't test positive for covid but certainly had something uh i had to take two days off work where i just was laying on the couch all day barely moving and since then, taking a deep breath um is gonna result in me coughing.
1: Wow, yeah, you better get checked. RSV. That could be, it could be that that's going around and it tends to come through the keys, so
0: Yeah, I mean that's frankly that's kind of what I think it was. Um and then I just flew in from Colorado uh my annual pond hockey tournament this last weekend. So you know, uh been been you know, nothing says resting your lungs like going up ten thousand feet and playing hockey.
1: Yeah, especially, uh, what, what's your team name? Oh, we are,
0: yeah, we are the Seattle Superchronics, <laughs> um, And so uh, we have fantastic uniforms and we love giving stuff away to, to people, other teams that are in attendance. We make all kinds of swag for them and just make it just a really fun, enjoyable atmosphere. The, um, my ninth year doing it, and it's just perfect. Every President's Day weekend um just going and and having a good time that's awesome it always seems like
1: such fun and i enjoy the pictures that you you post from the tournament
0: yeah it's uh it's definitely a lot of fun
1: well speaking of mind altering substances i think you might have a beer there to open huh i do how about you the classic uh you know me i've been doing water lately uh and today I've done Waterloo, not my regular liquid death, because we are today celebrating the defeat of Nolian, Napoleon. Napoleon, The defeat of Napoleon in the Battle of Waterloo. Mmm. Smell that French blood running through the streets. Ah, what you got smells there? Well,
0: I have my classic choice a can of Renier. Oh, yeah. Le fromage,
1: um, le fromage, how I love le fromage
0: <laughs> Wow, it's almost like you lived in France For a <laughs> minute, I I was transported to the cobblestone streets of
1: Paris Yes, right right up to Place de la Porte de Champagre Where uh, I always said hello to my friendly corner sex worker As I walked in and uh, we, we shared niceties every day because that was her corner. And uh, we had a McDonald's across the street, too, that I would go to and get croc monsieur.
0: Mr. Croc,
1: <laughs> Croc. I don't know what it means, actually. Like a crock pot, maybe? <laughs> That's a good question. I never, I've never questioned croc monsieur or croque madame, uh, the sandwich. It's a ham and cheese sandwich, like ham, yeah. bechamel cheese, all that stuff. So people don't care about the French. They care about soccer. And here we are. MLS has started.
0: People, it has.
1: It, we had a match today uh, already. Uh, Messi and company at Miami. Yedlin and company won two nothing. Uh, my fantasy team did quite well. Not because I had Messi, but I had some the young stars. Uh, you know their their goalie, Calendar, and their uh, and and Robert Taylor. People. Yeah. People, People don't listen to me when I say they're not just all a bunch of old players. They have some really young, exciting players on that team, and they're going to make a run for the Cup this
0: year. I'm curious. I'm, I'm going to wait and see on that, because um, couple injuries. They're going to be in some trouble. Yeah. And defensively, they looked a little bit shaky.
1: Yeah, but you got to remember they brought in Julian Gressel, who— is absolutely fantastic who got finally freed from Vancouver after becoming the starting uh, defenseman there for uh, the United States. And uh, it's nice to have seen him move to a better team.
0: Yeah. I mean, and I, I, I mean, we certainly know how good Chris Henderson is at putting together a roster Mm -hmm. and um, he inherited quite a mess where he had a lot of sanctions. So, um, you know i'm happy for him certainly happy for yedlin i will always uh love watching him play um but it makes it a little easier that he they're in the west or the eastern conference so that i don't right. have to um scoreboard watch i can just enjoy the game as it is and, and go okay whatever um in fact with that, them against the west yes absolutely um but with that said, I think I, I probably, uh, in a lot of ways, I'd rather be Seattle than Miami. Mm-hmm. Um, there are certainly not everything that glitters is gold, and sometimes there are some unintended side effects to having a roster like that. Um, yeah. And,
1: so. and what happens when Messi retires and they have to start rebuilding and their ticket prices are really high and no one's going to the games.
0: Yeah. I'm curious about that. Miami has a long history sports wise of not always supporting Um, sports wise. They also have a long history of trying to buy their way through championships. If you're the Marlins, Um, but or the Miami Hurricanes (laughs) college football, such a good deep cut there. (laughs) Um, But yeah. uh, So ultimately it's, it's entertainment for me. So watching them will be entertaining throughout the year. Um, so we'll see how that goes. Yeah. Although and... I believe I know some people that are flying to L.A. to see the Sounders play. Hmm. And then I think the next day the other L.A. team is playing Miami. Oh. And I think they're trying to take in both games. That would be fun. I didn't even think about that. That would have been a good doubleheader. Yeah.
1: So that's not all the soccer that happened today. We of course are in the middle of the Women's Gold Cup and uh actually as we speak, Brazil and uh Puerto Rico are tied 0-0 in the 75th minute. And uh US Women's team played in LA yesterday to the lowest attendance on the season for 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 all of 20 since 2023. Like they they had no lower attendance. It seems kind of crazy that uh, a tournament of this caliber isn't getting people out. Do you think it's because it's winter in LA and people are cynical, or what do you think is going on there?
0: Well, I think CONCACAF has a long history of not being able to stop stepping and tripping over themselves. True. Um, true. So I would I would certainly think that a lot of it has to do with the organizers themselves, um, which is too bad because it, it it's it's really kind of frustrating to see the women's game growing so encouragingly on a global setting, especially in Europe. Um, And yet sometimes we just keep um, tripping. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But I will say uh, with the uh, USL Super League, the the USL Women's League getting D1 status, equal status to the NWSL, it's going to be fascinating what happens to women's soccer and how it grows in this country? Considering we have two different leagues that are both considered the top flight league.
0: Yeah, and 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 this might be um, unfortunately we never got to see that truly in MLS versus NASL. Yeah, um, partially because of the relationship of US soccer and MLS and some, um, which is no more now, uh, but. Historically, there wasn't really a a credible threat to the MLS dominance, but here in the women's game, um, NWSL has the advantage of 13 years of of lead time. But I'm curious to see if if the goal is to compete against NWSL or if the goal is to find the markets where NWSL doesn't have a foothold Mm. because there's certainly plenty of soccer to be played throughout the country yeah uh, you know your NWSL doesn't have a ton of teams still so so the the market share is there um so I'm just curious to see what the what the what the goal is for the USL if they're gonna try and set footholds in existing markets or if they're gonna try and stay away from those existing markets
1: yeah I think it's too early to tell obviously but there, there are eight First teams may signal that they are staring, staying away because they're in Brooklyn, Carolina, Dallas, Fort Lauderdale, Lexington, uh, Tampa, Washington D.C., and of course Spokane. So they're going to be over there
0: in Eastern Washington. But three out of the eight already have an NWSL. True, Mark. Depending on what Carolina, what area of Carolina
1: that in that I don't, um, but 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 I mean, the, but of it, course it, New
0: York and Brooklyn, yeah, plenty of plenty of space yeah
1: yeah and 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 i think that's the even i think you could probably handle both in the western washington if you wanted to do that uh honestly there's so much love for soccer here
0: yeah um i'd i'd hope they don't um because i already have season tickets to ballard and the rain and the sounders and um i don't got your junction fc tickets no 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 (laughs) i might i might have to change my
1: i might need to change my allegiance because ballard's a lot further away from me than west seattle
0: i get it i get it but i mean i i got married at golden gardens um which is right in ballard my daughter's name is roma the ballard colors are roma fc colors i lived in that area like there's no way i could be anything but a a Ballard FC supporter.
1: Yeah. I mean, I'll always root for Ballard. They were my first uh, USL two team, but yeah. I, I'll just have to root for multiple. Like right now, I have two League One teams because, or League two teams because uh, my Forest Green Rovers now have to compete against Wrexham, and that show won me over. I'm I'm a stupid American, and it, it won. It,
0: yeah. <laughs> hey, you know what? I okay. All kidding aside, what I really love about the Welcome to Wrexham is that show is the closest analog that i've seen to when i try and explain to friends and family who understand that i really am into soccer but maybe aren't they don't get supporter culture or the community around soccer and that's something in the in the first season in particular the show really was able to successfully highlight is the the way a community rallies around a club and what I love about soccer. I mean, as, as you know, I am certainly heavily involved in a lot of different organizations around the sport here in Seattle, but all of it, my end goal is always the same, which is how can I use my passion for growing community around the sport that I love? Because Building and, and maybe that's a small town mentality. Growing up in a, a tiny town where you know everyone, and and, and maybe that just kind of always stuck with me of of searching for that sense of community, no matter where I live.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, it, it truly is a, a community. Uh, as Brazil scores here to take the lead over Puerto Rico. Sorry, I got distracted. You're giving this like meaningful talk, <laughs> and then I'm like, oh, Gabby, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> but uh no i mean i think that's it right like it's more than a sport it's a community uh and that's why we're such big sounders fans and that's that's why people are listening to this podcast that's why people go into the discord and and talk to us it's because we're not just fans we live and breathe this stuff and we feel
0: like we're part of the team yeah and and sometimes that can be dangerous or toxic sometimes that can be stressful yeah. um but at its heart at its heart i mean beginning of the year maybe now is the time to get all sentimental and, and kind of looking looking at, at, at our passion for the sport but at its heart it's the people the moments the all the different things that the sport and the sounders in particular has brought us are the things that i appreciate the most mm. and um Loving to contribute to that, loving to grow that and get excited at the beginning of each season when you don't know how it's you don't know what special moments that you're going to remember that are going to happen this year.
1: Yeah. And let's hope there's hope there's many to come. But before we get to that, before we get to the Sounders, I think it's important to hit uh, two topics Um, because I know that Aaron and I haven't touched on them and I'm not sure how much or if at all you touched on them on the episode I wasn't on. Uh, I didn't listen. I hit play and let it, let it roll. So it got the download, but I was too much FOMO for me to listen. But.
0: We know because we put a little Easter egg in there for you specifically to see if you were listening.
1: I'm going to have to go listen then. I I started it. Actually. I got, I got a few minutes in and then I was like, Aaron didn't use the thing I recorded for him. And so then I stopped listening. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh,
0: we actually, we did listen to it. Maybe
1: uh, we oh, listened maybe it to it later. together.
0: Um, I just don't know if it made it into the final cut for whatever yeah, yeah, reason. Yeah, yeah.
1: It's all good. Uh, so I think there's two really important things to hit and I'm, I'm actually glad you're here to talk about these because, uh, they they're super important topics and something that I think some people know about and others are, are really questioning what's going on. Uh, I'm obviously pro union. Uh, I believe that that you are as well. Uh, we are currently in a lockout with the MLS referees. Where my understanding, of what has happened, and you can correct me if, if I'm wrong here, if you know, but uh, was that there came to an agreement between the MLS and the uh, referee or uh, union organization, which isn't pro. It's it's that s for SRPA or something like that. I can't remember the exact name of it. And I think four out of the five people agreed to it and thought that it was going to be expe- accepted by the PRO referees. And then 96% of them rejected it. And it included a, I believe double in raise and pay. Now, granted I was having a conversation with an MLS executive who said this to me uh, yesterday or the day before. So this is the MLS side on it. Uh, had a, they were getting a double in pay, which means they were, uh, would be up amongst the, the highest in the world with with some of the elite leagues, and uh, but they weren't really sure why why this person wasn't sure why it was rejected. Uh, I'm curious what what you think about the fact that we're, we've now started a season with scab referees, uh, and and I have mixed feelings on this, even though I am pro union. Uh, how are you feeling about it?
0: Well, first off. I am very pro union, and I do believe that um, this country needs more unions. It's very clear that we are in late stage capitalism. We're not going to yeah. get into that, um, but if we really look at um, trying to the the short version without going into a, just a deep turning this into a completely different podcast altogether, <laughs> um, I think that it's clear to me that businesses, corporations are taking advantage of um, the lack of unions to squeeze every bit of profit out of, out of all of us. Um, that's not great. Yeah. So as much as I love soccer, I would love to see the union hold their ground, get what's coming to them and i understand why they're using replacement referees but i don't appreciate it and i don't i don't i don't agree with it um yeah yeah i mean i, mean, I, I was pleasantly
1: surprised by their performance in the first first game we saw in the NFL, how bad it can go. And I know I'm not talking about the fail Mary because that was a catch. If you watch it from behind the end zone, clearly a catch for the Seahawks. You could have called the pass interference before that, but uh, (laughs) you can have major mistakes, but you're right. I don't, I don't like the idea of refs crossing the picket line uh, to be referees, but, but there's one thing that, uh, that I do know is it seems like there is no, Repercussions for pro referees to do a bad job. I think, uh, I don't know if I agree, it's this many, but Sounders fans in general believe that we lost four to five games last year because of them. And I so would,
0: I would say most teams believe they lost four to five games because yeah. of a ref. I mean, yeah. that's the nature of sports. Right. I guess my question to you would be this and this is kind of a, you know, from your personal opinion. Do you think? that there's less consequence for pro referees in soccer? And pro, I mean literally pro, the the, the organization. Organization, yeah. Or
1: baseball? That's an interesting question. Baseball, probably. Although, because we have seen like now they keep they keep those pitch graphs right that tell you how good they are and how bad they are,
0: and you can see like the missed call percentage and yeah. the because However, because baseball is more it's, it's it's less arbitrary it's very black and white yeah. either it's a strike or it's not they were right. safe or it's not it's not and they've also
1: gotten significantly better over the last twenty years, uh, also and so pitch or empires used to be significant they used to have their own strike zones. When there was a separate separate, uh, league, like AL and NL had their own. Each league had their own strike zones, and then different uh, umps had their own. But here's all I think. I want the union to win. I want them to figure it out. But I think there needs to be accountability for pro referees when a referee makes a mistake to a degree. uh, I mean, as far as I know, the Sounders are the only team that's ever had a uh, subjective red card overturned. Meaning, usually it's left up to the ref and they're never going to overturn that, but we did. Uh, that was years ago now. Uh, but I think it was against Chicago and Harry Ship in his rookie year, actually. But uh, it, it's it's something that I feel like there is an accountability and our refs are one of the things that make us not a professional league in the world. We're trying to be a top 10 league in the world and we're never going to get there with the quality
0: refereeing we have. I mean, I, I would counter only with um, Premier League certainly has its issues with refs as well. So especially, I don't know if that's going to hold this it back. Year. Yeah, uh, The Chicago one, was that Oba? Uh, I think it was Oba, yeah. Okay, I do remember this game. I think the main reason that this got overturned was... I remember during the game, no one knew why the red card happened because I think a goal had just been scored, if I recall correctly, but no camera was on the incident. And so I think they ended up having to rely on like a 22 and all 22 type of thing. Um, They
1: did go back and review it, though, and the kind of red card it was when it's subjective like that and not objective, like you have to give one in this situation or you don't mm-hmm, give one, mm-hmm. they had never overturned a MLS ref before that. And that was uh, – was that Salazar? I think it might have been Salazar.
0: Maybe. I, something happened with him where he had like a health thing where he could no longer ref, so he was like leading refs or um, mm. training refs. Um, he interestingly got much better. He got much. That's kind of what I was – getting. not only yeah. for the Sounders, but for many people where yeah. – where when I found out he wasn't refing anymore and why he wasn't refing, I was actually really disappointed. Yeah. Um,
1: he he did he did blow that uh, U.S. Open Cup in my opinion, but he did get much better.
0: Yeah. I mean, the, unfortunately, it, it really was. But um, you know, the, the the one thing that kind of gets me where the kind of refs that I really tend to clash with are the ones who basically will take strong uh strong home field environments and almost as if they're trying to say oh i need to prove go out of my way to prove that i'm not biased by going in the like overcorrecting and where they in big game situations tend to call again and it's not just the sounders you know it's kind of a it's a personality thing um whether they are overcorrecting or whether their personality is to be um a fascist um (laughs) you know uh you know uh, i had to choose my words carefully there but um no i i I think there's i I mean and, and for for full context i've officiated high school basketball high school baseball softball hockey soccer um my my we talked about this earlier. My love of community—it mm-hmm. kind of ties into why I I would officiate because I love trying to bring people together. I love trying to be someone who can can be fair and an arbiter of of that. So I, I really love the challenge of refing. I do think um, we're too hard on refs, though, in general. Oh, I mean.
1: Lots of times people will be like, well, would, how did you not see that? Well, the ref's standing behind the player, not looking at it from the sideline yeah. like we are, or whatever it is. So I, I, it's just for me when it's an obvious egregious call or when they refuse to overturn themselves on VAR when it's clear.
0: Yes, uh, that's, that, kind of stuff that ego, when ego gets involved, yeah. that's usually my criticisms. Uh, one of the things that I love to do, and feel free to steal this, is when a ref is making a call – to me, one of the biggest things that I see and I look for is, are they in the right position mechanically? Are they are they you know using the right mechanics to be in a position to make the call? If the answer is yes, then you know what? I gotta try, they put themselves in the right position to make the best call they could, great. I do have a problem when a ref isn't using the tools at their disposal, whether it's, I'm not in the right position mechanically, or I have this tool of VAR and I'm ignoring that because of ego. That's where I have the big problems. Those are the kind of refs that I will have the least amount of respect for. Um, and they know who they are.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> You've been <But>, geiger <laughs>
1: Um Everyone hates Geiger, though, is the funny thing. Yeah. That, and that that's a... Uh, for me, it's
0: uncle. Uncle, uncle is... Too.
1: How do you? Uh, Geiger was a f- few years ago's uncle, but mm-hmm. Ted uncles fall from from grace. From World fall, Cup referee. Fall, well, but Geiger I mean, was a World Cup referee. That's true too. Yeah, I mean, but to fall from those heights down each time is just—it's stunning to me. How? How? What? What happens? Like, did something change in their life? Did their eyes get worse because they need glass? Like, I don't know.
0: <laughs> well. Again, and I think in both of their cases, it comes down to personality. Um, I can think of Geiger in the Gold Cup absolutely losing control of a game, and I think it was against Panama, because I think Roman Torres was ready to tear him a new one. I think it was Panama, Mexico, if I remember correctly, where the game just got completely— I don't know why my brain remembers these things, but um, just completely lost the plot. Uh, Uncle, another one of those people that it's all about him, and yeah, it's it's. Yeah. I I hate that kind of personality. I I just hate that kind of personality. Um, yeah, to me, the ref is there to
1: uh, m- make sure that there's an equal playing field, and that the players can shine. They're not there to be seen. The less we hear from the ref, and less necessary, the better. Angel Hernandez, you know. Yeah. I mean, we, <laughs> Or uh, Pavarot, what was it? The, what was the name? On uh, the naked
0: Gun? gun? <laughs> uh, Enrico Palazzi. Enrico Palazzi. If I, if I, does that sound right? Enrico Palazzi, yeah, I think. Palazzi, it's, I think it's, that's...
1: Palazzo, I think it might have
0: been, yeah. Oh my God, that's so good. Um, sidebar, Yeah. I did watch Naked Gun probably about six months ago or so mm-hmm. for the first time in maybe 20 years. And outside of the very weird culture shock of seeing oj simpson in the movie and remembering that great actor yeah great man when he was running through that airport (laughs) trying to catch his his rental car um i've been there i'd been there i I, so have i but uh outside of the oj simpson part where it kind of takes you out of it it actually I thought it held up pretty good. Oh, yeah. Um and I don't know how much of that was just nostalgia for for the 90s and no,
1: but the opening um, scene when they're when he's undercover with all the world leaders that are the actors of it's evil so I mean, it's <laughs> so
0: silly. It's so silly. It it's just good stuff.
1: Um, uh, we've now talked uh, over 10 minutes maybe 15 minutes on referees let's let's jump into a new
0: topic because
1: people are okay. like man F the refs uh, so
0: wait 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 wait, wait wait, wait. Okay. I'm gonna close this one out okay what are your favorite referee chants
1: that's a tough one for me because traditionally I would have said I'm blind I'm deaf I wanna be a ref okay um, however I feel like we shouldn't be putting down our blind and deaf communities by saying they're like referees given that
0: I will be getting hearing aids again yeah. uh, in the near future. I, yeah. I can appreciate that.
1: Yeah. I, um, I, I, the, 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 the refuse suck one. I got a little flack for this, but <laughs> I, I love the idea of it, but the suck thing is a little close to the YSA chant to me. Um, yeah which so, and, and I think that ultimately that has some maybe mild homophobic. I mean, I use the words it, that sucks all the time, but, but I try not to because I think ultimately that did come from like that was the
0: etymology of it yeah. was, was that. Yeah. And, and I, I can understand that. I mean, personally, I, I like using hand gestures putting up for two R's, four E's, one F and referee. Um, <laughs> And and I, I like that for a couple different reasons. One, you get to use numbers two, four, and then I use my middle finger for the one. Um, but one F in referee and one F in referee, mm-hmm. both you, you you know. So I just like that one. It's got it's got a good play on words. That that one just kind of always makes me happy. Um, and and one that just doesn't get as much use, which I'd rather do than ref you suck, is referee wank wank wank. You know, I just I just like that. Yeah. Um, Especially when you got, you know, 2,000 people giving the wanking motion.
1: Referee is a wanker.
0: Uh,
1: I will say, and sorry, Aaron, you're going to have to put the explicit mm. <laughs> label on this one. There was not a lot I enjoyed more than a full kingdom in the 80s and 90s while the entire stadium chanted bullshit after a bad referee
0: call. I mean our last home game had a moment, man. I hadn't heard a stadium turn on a ref like that in yeah. the playoffs. Like that was that was they, impressive. They, they did, the ref you suck chant took over yes. the entire stadium. That was impressive. Um I am a little I don't like trying to like I, I sit in the Broom and I don't I'm 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 not a, you know, I'm I'm a potty mouth, but I, I don't like swearing just for the sake of swearing but anytime ted uncle is playing i just so badly want to do a south park (laughs) you know just get a couple rounds of shut your fucking face uncle fucker and 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 i just i just want the drums i just i i just want that so bad and he deserves that (laughs) um I may even make a two pole, a South Park two two pole next time, just to have set up when he's playing. Um, but I have to do it in a clever enough way that I'm not going to get censored. Yeah, no no swear words in that instance. Exactly. So referees done. We'll <laughs> We're done. Sorry, I had, I had to <laughs> stop All there. We,
1: have to say is we hope we hope that the league uh, works with the referees to get it done. The 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 highest level equitable. Of
0: that- Yep, equitable deal. Let's get yep. them let's get the refs um the, the the resources they need to succeed. Let's have them be held accountable. Um and figure out a way to entice more qualified referees yep. to join the ranks.
1: And before anyone gets on the players for not boycotting because of the referees, there's clauses in the CBA that prevents that. They cannot have a uh, a walkout on behalf of other unions, only their own. So I don't think they ever anticipated to be referees. I think it was more around like, oh, if the like food workers inside the stadium strike, then the players can't strike with them. But uh, so don't get on the players. It's not their fault. They they
0: legally cannot. Much like airlines and certain industries can't strike even yep. if they want to. But
1: um, some of that is... Uh, governmental fuckery when they, when they were striking and laws were passed to prevent it. But, uh, I know a lot about that since my mom was a flight attendant. Uh, but yeah, let's, let's talk about, uh, another soft, not very important topic. That's not going to raise any, any, uh, one's hackles. Um, just, uh, a, a statement gold, gold high tops.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, I tried to get my pair for 355 bucks and they, they sold out too fast, But no, let's let's talk about. um, So ISC just released a statement, which was a statement I wrote that came out uh, a couple weeks ago. But now as a campaign has started, which is hashtag save, save the cup, save USOC. So let's talk about the US Open Cup. Uh, 100 plus years of history. I think the first one was 1914.
0: Is that right? I believe that is correct
1: yeah and so here's a here's a uh tournament that's been around for uh, over 100 years and at one
0: point before covid i believe it was the longest running continuously running yep. soccer tournament in the world um certainly helps when you know other nations have had you know world wars yeah and, and during, uh, can, can during can our, our world wars.
1: wars it uh you know i think you can still field youth teams in it right so they were able to still have teams play in world war ii and whatnot but uh mls of course decided to play the mls next pro teams that was rejected by u.s soccer uh now there's some talk of only having some mls teams in there i believe today all usl one teams agreed to be in it i'm not sure uh if they've heard from all the usl pro and usl
0: two teams but um, well, USL, USL two was not; it was not going to be everyone because, like Ballard FC's USL two, yeah. Um, only I think eight USL teams, and keep in mind, USL two. There's something like 150, right? You couldn't teams, so, at all. yeah. So they have to; they're eligible to play in it, but they're not mandated. I think only D one and D two, I believe, doesn't have to qualify. Yeah for they get entry at some point i'm not a hundred percent sure on that
1: and we had last year we had the team from north seattle the Oc- octo sharks or what was shark shark what was shark nato no it was were like they, the the a
0: shark shark sharktopus yeah we're a shark-topus, team out of north
1: seattle a, 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 a uh, semi-pro or or n- maybe just not pro at all team were able to make it through and i think they were one game out from playing a yes. game
0: they were they were in the qual the final qualifying to yeah. to make it into the the next round of the the open cup yeah so the that's first round
1: so it, i mean there's there's teams around here that take it seriously and of course it's some of my best memories as a sounders fan have been at us cup matches. yeah i mean after they beat uh portland i'm not even talking about them playing us <laughs>
0: <laughs> no I know that's that, that's exactly where like never forget
1: um but, but i mean i i've I've only missed three home u s open Cup matches in history uh the one where Nate Jaqua cut his head open
0: zombie jaqua put,
1: put the thing around his head uh I of course missed the uh red card wedding card because
0: wedding because we were in world Canada. women's yep. World Cup yep yep,
1: and then uh I actually was down in Portland for a Seattle versus Portland match and watched us beat Portland uh at a house with like 12 Portland people. So that
0: was, super was fun. that the extra time that went into extra time? Zach was with Portland and we mm, ended up yeah. winning just before penalties. Yeah, I think. In, right. Yeah. Yeah. I, think I, was in the second in.
1: Root, I mean, I obviously would never root for Portland, but I, I did root for Steve because I've, I've known him since his first yeah. year. I helped run his nonprofit. Like I was, you know, as his lawyer, so uh,
0: and, and, and being an Open Cup game, that was kind of like his chance to come back from and, and get some meaningful minutes. Yeah, when he wasn't getting a lot of that in MLS play, I do. But I was, was at that game, so I do recall that. Uh,
1: it was fun watching the Sounders win in a house full of Portland people. But anyway, let's. Uh, we don't know what's going to happen. Uh, a lot of people are talking about they're going to boycott League's Cup if the MLS doesn't uh, honor putting teams in all the teams into the U.S. Open Cup. Uh, primarily because the main excuse the U.S. or uh, MLS is giving is that they now have too much... Uh,
0: Fixture fix congestion.
1: Yes. Yeah. And I will say, you and I were in a meeting the other day with Sounders president uh, Hugh Weber. Uh, is that his last name? Yep. That sounds weird right now because of... Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but uh, he... After listening to him talk about the League's Cup and what it means to the MLS and the teams and how the MLS wants to grow as a league and being able to play meaningful games against Mexican teams, I understand why it's an important one. But I also think it's the archaic roster rules in the MLS that are a problem, not the fact that they have two different tournaments. In England, they play the Carabao Cup, the FA Cup, Europa or Champions League, plus still Premier League. You could potentially be playing in four plus comp and Chelsea played in. They had to play the uh, Europa Cup final and then immediately start playing Champions League games. One year they had like a week where they held both. Or maybe it was a day where they held both trophies for being champions for both. So you you often have congestion in your fixtures. It's just. Our rosters are not deep enough to allow for it, and I hate the fact that they're willing to throw away a 100 plus year old tournament where we have great memories because of uh, yeah, it's money. You're right,
0: but still, um, yeah, and I mean, and I think I think I, I agree. I love the romanticize of it. Um, I think it is kind of the analog to that is the in England the um, the two different cup competitions, the Carabao Cup and the um, FA Cup, thank you FA Cup. Um, so so yeah, there is a little bit of that. Uh, I don't have a problem with the boycott of the League's Cup. It's such a blatant money grab, especially if you're not going to compete with Mexican teams in Mexico. Yeah, um, that kind of that's your signaling right there. That exactly what it is, and and that's okay, but. Own that, but you can't also simultaneously complain about. Oh well, this this tournament that we made up to make as much money as possible and give more games to Apple prevents us from our participation in the Open Cup, which that that just just seems disingenuous and, and seems.
1: Although Apple could have the U.S. Open Cup,
0: I and, mean they'd have to negotiate it,
1: that. I don't yeah, know what the they, current rights are. They could get those rights, and they can't be that expensive. Here, here's the other problem. No about it is u.s open like there was a time where mls it was their job to promote the open cup that time has passed that's no longer their their duty under any contracts there's nothing in places they have to us open cup has not done anything to better itself in terms of making it more visible uh making it uh, a more credible tournament and i'm not saying i agree with the mls because i don't think they should pull out but I am saying that they need to start addressing some of these issues if they ever want to be able to, to like have stand up against the kind of money that
0: that a, the top leagues are asking for. Well, I mean, clearly you just want more uh, U.S. Open Cup babies. You know, you don't want them to pull out. They just want to, <laughs> you know. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I couldn't. I could not just let that sit. Sorry, I couldn't do it. It doesn't but, work, friends. It does not work. Make sure to wear protection. You're not wrong on on both, both points, both wear protection, you know, um, you know, preventative family planning. It's a good thing. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, U S open cup has not exactly bathed themselves in glory, but they also, you know, some of it's self-inflicted for sure. Um, but it, it. it's kind of, it's kind of difficult there if they're not getting the, the financial resources necessary to put on a tournament. Like if you've ever looked at the actual requirements that are needed at each stage to host a game and what's, what's required of that. It's, it's very interesting the technical um, reading, the technical manuals on that. Um, Yeah. I, I, I will say this
1: as much as I don't want the MLS to leave it. If the U.S. Open Cup were to retain its bid to the CONCACAF Champions League, screw the MLS. Let a USL team get that. How much more fun would that be for the MLS to lose one of those spots and have a USL team with the chance to go in? Now, I'd want that guarantee before I'd be okay with the MLS ever leaving that. But I would much rather see a USL team getting a chance to play because you never know what could happen.
0: Yeah, they're I mean they're, they're they're a Saprisa, Uh, one of the yeah. you know one of the other teams that that make their make their run. Now, granted, add insult to injury, put them in pot A, you know, <laughs> put put them in pot A with the guaranteed break, you know. Uh, yeah. No. Yeah. And then make make you know the Inter Miami or whatever team that has the best coefficient that didn't win a trophy make them go into pot b you know yeah. make them play Inner like miami
1: the, at at ballard oh my god
0: inter miami
1: playing in memorial stadium <laughs> i
0: mean you know what no no i because keep in mind ballard would have to you know would have to win this year's open cup so that'd be next year yeah after memorial stadium's already done uh oh, so Bay yeah. back to interbay Bay, inter miami at Inner Bay. That's what I want to see. Um, that reminds me of the the year the Sounders uh, basically like landed Donovan and and uh, uh, Beckham uh, in the Open Cup. we we're, we're playing at Starfire, if I recall correctly.
1: Yeah. Here's the thing: is Starfire it was such a cool little intimate venue for oh. U.S. Open Cup. There's nothing more fun than seeing because you're on top of the field. Yeah. It's not. It's not. You're so separated when you're at a place like Lumen. Uh, and I love Lumen Field as a home stadium for for regular season games, playoff games. But for for those U.S. Open Cups, there's just something special about playing them there.
0: I mean, this this wall behind me is is the field line. You know, you're right, right. there. You're right on top of it. The way that the the way that the um, the overhang side reverberates that sound. Um, just all the all the great memories, the success yeah. that certainly helps. Success really will help build tradition. Yeah. Um, one of my favorite things was the the march out for the teams. They'd they'd have little they'd have kids like twelve year olds holding flags of the U.S. flag, the Canadian flag, the MLS flag, and the uh, the the respective teams' flags. And in our big 2014 U.S. Open Cup run when we ended up winning the the, the Open Cup. Uh, I recall all those games at Starfire, ECS very, very vocally would inevitably get a chant to the kid that had the misfortune of holding the opposing team's flag because <laughs> we would get a very loud, drop that flag, drop that flag, and it would... It would just get louder and louder, and you'd see the kid like succumbing to peer pressure. You'd you'd see the look of panic on. At first, it'd be like smile, like ha ha, that's funny, and then you see we're not stopping, and then slight tinge of fear, and then panic, and then you see the kid looking over at the other kids in the line with him, and they're looking at him like 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 nodding their head, like do it, do it. And, and keep in mind at this point there are no adults around the kids are just out there kind of on an island all by themselves and I remember one of the kids you know kind of slowly started lowering it a little bit and we got louder and he he let the flag kind of drape the ground and he was a hero <laughs> um but but no little things like those little moments you yeah. know that's just it's it's silly completely silly but that's one of my favorite starfire memories is is just psychologically torturing a 12 year old and you know (laughs) teaching a peer pressure apparently i guess i'm just a real real jerk did
1: you happen to go and it was in the middle of your work day so probably not but it was i think it was a wednesday uh to the sounders two versus t2 match there when the uh minor league teams were in the usl and were allowed to play in the us open cup I did not go to it, that game They played it like Wednesday at like a, a, a It might even been Earlier that because We had a Sounders game Versus Colorado that Night at home and so I went to that game And that was there Was like 10 of us There and I remember As the Sounders were On a breakaway Running down the field My seats were on the Open side and I was Already only one of Nine people who had Seats on the open Yeah side. and so I ran With the players along As they were running Down the field and Then they kicked it In the goal and then I was in the stands Like going nuts and it was just it, it, truly
0: it's like the kid at a train station running alongside their, <laughs> their dad leaving, you know, I could just picture you.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It was so much fun. And uh, I love Starfire though. Just getting to sit there. Usually it was for, uh, Sounders two matches, but just getting to yeah. sit there and listen to Schmetzer and Pineda get a running commentary of the game. Cause no one sat on my side. So they were like three seats away from me and. Uh, but you know occasionally u.s open cup stuff that would happen but let's let's um yeah so save the save the cup that's where i'm at what you thinking
0: i mean yeah Uh, a lot of a lot of what we've talked about the history the tradition i'm a romantic Uh, at heart i love the open cup i love the the concept of um uh, of it i love everything about it i love that ecsfc um our, you know, the Emerald City Supporters Football Club, we have uh, 11 teams across Raths, GSSL, um, Arena Sports, all throughout Seattle. We could theoretically enter a team and yeah. play in the Open Cup. that That's what's so great I about it.
1: Like, any of us could just form a team and have a chance to advance and play professional teams if we put a good enough team together. Some
0: of my favorite moments are... Uh, that team in DC, that that, and when they scored that first goal a couple years ago, uh, you know, obviously Cal FC beating Portland, never forget. Um, care care like we do, I believe was there was was there a uh, uh, tifo following that? Timbers Army were not happy about that. Um, I, I I love that. I'm very curious, very curious to see what's going to happen with Ballard FC. Because Ballard FC is in the US Open Cup, but their games are going to be months before their season starts. So I believe the rule is there's, there's waiver processes for USL team because they are a summary Pro. Um, I did have a conversation with Lamar Nagel about this um, of, uh, the night we actually um, the night we launched our new brand evolution. Um, I got a chance to talk to him. And because I'm a big Ballard FC fan, I was like, hey, Lamar, can I ask you you know, about this? And he explained some of the rules because they're, they're, they are they're had just won the the national championship. Um, I'm curious. I'm curious to see what that roster is going to look like. I wouldn't even be shocked to see them sign a player like a Roman Torres. I wouldn't be shocked to see them bringing... I, I have no idea what's on the table. Like anything can happen. Uh, is doing
1: a great job down at the Tacoma stars, though. I don't know if we can afford to lose him. I do. I do
0: want to go down there and, and <laughs> see him. I actually uh, back here behind me, I do have uh, I won have one of those in Roma. Well, well, that, too. But I, I won um, back when the Sounders were doing the season ticket holder, like uh, match day app. Uh, match pass app things i won roman torres's mls cup jersey from 2017 uh obviously i got a feeling he wasn't going to give it away the 2016 jersey (laughs) but so i have that and i I would love to have him sign that um so i was thinking about maybe bringing it down to a stars game and checking that out for sure yeah that would be cool oh excuse me i do i do need to open up one more beer so do, do it,
1: and, and and really, we should move on to talking Sounders here because we have been going for fifty minutes. Uh, but I do want to mention shout out to Keith Costigan, former announcer for the Seattle Sounders, now head coach of USL Two's uh, Ventura County Fusion.
0: Oh, I did not catch that news. Congratulations to him.
1: Yeah, so it, it just came out uh, a couple of days ago. So I thought I thought that was pretty cool, and it sounds like he's still on the uh Apple broadcasts, but he's been doing uh broadcasts from the LA area for a while now via via feeds. Yeah. So, um although he did fly up here most of the time. So yeah, shout out shout out to former Sounders announcer Keith. Uh that'll be cool to see what he can do down there. Uh and of course uh did they announce the Junction F C Junction is it Junction City F C did they announce the head coach yet? Uh I have not heard uh if they um, it, the West Seattle Junction FC head coach uh if they've announced it I don't know if I if they have not I don't want to give it away that's what I'm a little afraid of but uh it is it, somewhere very wait, near the West
0: West, Se- West Seattle Junction is the name of the team so the yeah, West, West Seattle, Seattle Junction. Junction
1: FC yeah. yep Yes. so if they haven't announced their uh coach yet I don't want to give it away but it's it's someone uh near and dear to our hearts I think they might have because they announced the goalkeeper coach I'm kind of going through and looking right now on their uh Facebook just to see uh I don't two if-
0: former sounders take over as coach of the uh league two sides um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then so there you there. Uh, so that's only town. Play. Well, so. James Riley will lead the Ballard FC. Um, but no, I don't think they've, I don't think they've announced it because then Olympia's uh, Olympia's only town hired Jason Dunn. All right. I don't we, think we they've announced yet, yet.
1: I don't think they've announced it yet then. So I, I, I don't know how, how much I can say. I will say they they've announced assistant coaches and goalkeeper coaches and, check this they've announced their partnership which uh their sponsorship main sponsor which is easy street records so okay that's
0: that's that's pretty cool you know i mean you see these 600 vinyl records behind me so yeah
1: Yeah. mine are right behind me you just can't see them but yeah uh anyways let's forget all about that let's talk sounders now we've had some scuttlebutt we need to get into the fact that we actually have a match this weekend but first uh, let, let's let's take the scuttlebutt because we're pretty far in. And, and, you know, this has been a great show. I don't want to edit anything. I think we've done, done perfect the way we are. But uh, Seed97 asks, how quickly do you guys expect Pedro de la Vega to make a tangible impact on the team's play? Is it going to take them a while to get into the, you know, get, to have an impact?
0: Historically, players need a little bit of time to adjust to MLS play. The X factor here is historically we tend to make our big signings in the middle of the season. Yeah. So that's the X factor Um, is, is, you know, getting a preseason with the team. um, Will that allow him to hit the ground running? Yeah. I'm optimistic.
1: I, I am too. I just, I don't know where he's going to play.
0: And that's uh, that... in, in Seattle with the Sounders. He's not going to play with oh. uh, with with, uh, with uh, Tacoma Defiance. I'm pretty okay. sure. Yeah.
1: that's that's good then. Um, I, I was worried <laughs> about it. No, I. Is he? If he's starting, is he st- starting ahead of Chu? Is he starting ahead of Rusnak? Are Are we moving Christian back to center defensive mid and putting our new number eight on the bench? Like, uh, what, what what is he? And also, who's starting it forward? I mean, people seem to think it's going to be Rui Diaz because he played more minutes this this uh, preseason. But I, I feel like that's more just getting him back into the, the swing of things. Uh, I would think Jordan would start up top. But um, I don't know. Do you, do you think he's going
0: to split minutes with Leo on the left there? Or what do you think is going to happen? No. He's going to start. He's our new DP signing. He's our number 10 He's going to start. I mean, those are signals right there about intention. Yeah, young D. To get uh, worse, he's but, yeah. he's of course he's going to get his opportunity to he's going to get his opportunity to start. Um, I think with the Jordan and Raul question, certainly. Um, I guess I would probably say you know is is Raúl an every game starter at this point? I think I think last year was kind of interesting to see him coming off the bench quite a bit. Um, I mean he was think,
1: hurt uh, most of the season, yeah. so he's healthy now, and if he can stay healthy, he's going to push for
0: minutes. You know how he is. But I do think I do think Leo choose the the odd one out, the one that might be the attacking sub that can kind of fulfill. Um, you know, late Sounders career Marco Papa, late Sounders career, Victor Rodriguez, Dempsey after um, he had his heart issues and was coming back. Yeah, I mean, I mean but- it's that super sub
1: that can come on and when the team is tired and they're they're maybe not they're leaving a little more holes in be in the defense and and he can just slice right through it. I here's yeah. the thing though, he tore it up this preseason too. I, I don't know how you sit Leo after. What he did this preseason, so that, that because is,
0: you have a talented team.
1: Yeah, I mean, true.
0: Yeah. I mean, that that's the answer right there. Is you got a talented team. I mean, look at last year. We were asking ourselves at the beginning of the year, why? Because uh, didn't Yamar get benched for the first game, and we're like, what the hell's going on? And then, and, you know, and and Jackson Reagan just kind of really was a revelation. But but then Javi wasn't getting many games, and and it's just always um you know fighting for your spot I, w- I will say
1: concerning javi something that we talked about a lot on the show was the amount of money he was making yeah. uh and ultimately the re- he wasn't actually making that much it was because his uh this was from a sounders person told me this uh that what what happens there is that his transfer fee gets spread over x number of years. Yeah. So that was applying to that. So his dollar amount this year will be much lower than it was before, even though he's under the same contract.
0: Yeah, because I think I think the the transfer fee gets amortized over, I believe, up to three or four years. Yeah. I, I think there's a. I think you're right about that. I didn't know the details of his contract in particular. But I do know that does happen with the transfer fees.
1: Yeah. Um, so, so I, 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 yeah. And you know me, I, I don't see Javi. I don't see how he plays a lot of minutes. He seems he 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 gets brought into that national team, but he just doesn't. Whatever it is, he doesn't do it for us. I don't see yeah. the skill set that that he's showing at that
0: national level. Javi, Javi has shined for us in the past. Um. For me personally, it just got really hard to root for him after his, you know, his unfortunate, yeah, social media posts and that. And
1: I, I, I was down on him before that, so uh, yeah, I didn't think he should be on the field before that, just because we have Reagan as a much better
0: option. But 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 I do love, yeah, I love what Reagan's bringing. It's such a bummer that you know that he's literally following the Chad Marshall. Uh, career path, yeah, which is getting himself injured when he gets called up to the U.S. national team, so he doesn't get to shine. Like, if you ever wonder why Chad Marshall only had like three U.S. caps, even though he might be the MLS's all-time best defender. I mean, the award's named um, after him. I, I don't think officially, but oh, I think not. we we call it, the, it the Chad Marshall. I don't think so. Um, I, I'm pretty sure it's not uh because i think um i think a lot of people would, would love to see eddie pope be be named named after after him as well um but at this point oh, it Schmoke. is not i believe only the um landon donovan landon uh, has one.
1: Donovan yeah. one all right so we, we have another question uh that is less sounders uh related and more mls but coming from our good friend, muffin top model, a fellow Alliance council member. Uh, First, first part is any idea what the financial breakdown is between streaming versus butts in the seats. Why is it so hard to get people in the stadium? Same with the league feels like MLS doesn't give two poop emojis about fans versus Apple TV subscribers. Should we just go back to empty stadiums and green screens? Now he's being a little facetious there, but, um, I mean, the sounders don't get anything from Apple TV, as far as I know, directly in terms of subscription selling subscriptions. So clearly, that wouldn't be a factor. Um, but what is so? Why is it so
0: hard to get people in the stadium?
1: I think we live in a different world post COVID.
0: Yeah, I think you're. I think that's primarily the answer, right there. You see that in every sport, across every sport. Um, there are certainly other factors. Um. You know, it's tough when you see other soccer clubs enticing enticing people with with um, good, you know, food options, concession options, deals to 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 get people in. Let's not um, let's
1: not forget that we still have the two hot dogs, two waters, and a bucket of popcorn for twelve bucks. That's a heck of a deal. Not
0: not wrong. Um, I can't eat most of those, but, (laughs) but I think, you know, I think, I think they made a decision a few years ago when, um, a certain Sounders front office, uh, person calculated out the restructuring of all the season ticket seats And um, he did that when he was working with Major League Baseball teams. He did that with us. Um, I know his name very well because I just won't forgive him for that. I think he kind of, that was the turning point to the steady growth the Sounders were having with season tickets to a stoppage and then a regression. Sure, there are other mitigating factors, but when you lose so many season ticket holders it's hard to and get them to come back. It's like, once they're gone, like, well, oh, I guess I didn't miss that as much as I thought I did or, or, Oh, yeah. I can. Yeah.
1: And now um, he, he's been gone for long enough
0: and they've, they've changed course multiple times because yeah, but, of
1: different things. But they, that
0: damage was done though. I mean, that, that to me was the breaking point. Perhaps when we are the
1: number one yeah. reason why they lose fan, lose season ticket holders every year. And this is not ECS's fault. It's, it's because people get tickets behind ECS. And there's, and they don't go, Oh, and then they go, Oh, they're waving flags. Like, don't sit behind there then morons. Sorry if that's you, but like there's signs everywhere that say they're going to
0: be flags. Don't yeah, but the other side is the, those are the cheapest seats in this in this in the in the sure. stadium. So people are like, "Oh, I, yeah, let's let's give that a try. What seats are available? Oh, well these seats are cheap. Let's take those yeah. seats." And they just don't know what they're getting into.
1: Right. But I just I, so, I hate when people complain when they don't It's like when someone buys a house next to a bar and then they complain that the bar's too loud. Like, come or on. In an airport. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I just you know, ECS makes the games better by leading chance and and getting the crowd riled up and getting the players riled up, and actually sometimes makes the other team better because it's such an awesome atmosphere that the other team steps up. So, yeah. I just you know, for me, it comes it comes back to that. Uh, it's it's a losing it's a losing effort to beat TV. This is not new. This is something the Seahawks have been talking about since when the Sounders were still on their early years. What can you put in the stadium to make people wanna show up to a game other than winning? If you win, people show up. But one thing the Sounders did do, and it's something that people are now complaining about, uh, and I think mainly it's those of us who like to watch soccer all day long, uh, but it seems like families are too. They don't like Saturday night games. But now that the games were every Saturday night, attendance went up. The show rate went up because everyone knew every Saturday night there was going to be a game at seven p.m. And you could plan around that, right? And and so that that which was done along with Apple TV, I, I think, had a huge positive impact in terms of turnout. Now. It makes families upset because they don't want their kids out that late. It makes those of us who want to sit down and watch soccer all day long upset because we get two game windows now instead of like six.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, You know, I'd much rather, especially now that the Husky, the PAC 12 doesn't exist and I only have Husky games to watch. I'm not watching college football. I don't care about college football. I want to watch soccer all day long.
0: Yeah, I think, um, I think the year before last, when um, the last year before the Apple TV deal, uh, we literally played on every day of the week. We had a home game every day of the week, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Yeah. Um, Just, you know, so having some level of consistency certainly has made things a little easier. I definitely like what they're trying to do. I think it can be tweaked a little bit where it doesn't necessarily have to be the same exact start time yeah. every time. Agreed. Um, but so. the players also,
1: that's another thing, the feedback that the players have given uh, because I, I know people around me say, well, they should be playing at noon then. Well, number one, if they play at noon, that means I have to be there at 830 in the morning to set up. So please no. That's the first no. But secondly, the players don't want to play at eight, be there at 830 in the morning either. They want to be there at night so they can get up, have breakfast with their family, slowly make their way over to the facility, eat some food, get ready, and get out there and play. Like, they don't want to be yeah. playing that early. Um, I imagine it's similar to when the Seahawks used to have to play on the East Coast for those 10 a.m. games and always get smoked. Doesn't happen anymore, but it did happen for a while. Um, what about his second question here? Um, Basically, the league doesn't care about fans. It only cares about Apple TV subscribers.
0: I think it's been very clear over the years that they care about money. Yeah. A lot of their decisions, it's all about money. Uh, not to be cynical, but, you know, their, their their actions have made that very clear. Whether that's, you know, aggressive expansion, whether that's, um, you know, the... the you know, Calvin ball type rules where they just make up stuff on the fly. Um, They're trying to create a league that can compete in the global level. And I I think to me, that's more what,
1: like it's money, but it's more about being...
0: There is an end goal.
1: There's, yeah, it's having a product that can get the league into the top 10 league in the world. And, And ultimately... With the amount of people that live in the United States, if it becomes, say, the number two sport in America, you're going to get a lot more talent playing soccer. Yeah. And then it's going to, everything's going to grow. Um, I, I do think that people miss the point of Messi, which is there's people around the world that are paying attention to MLS who never have before, and I, I think the amount of
0: subscribers doubled
1: after Messi came
0: in to the league. I believe it's been stated that the number of subscribers outside the United States has grown on such an exponential level.
1: Yeah, yeah, but I think the total subscribers were 1.3 million, and it went to 2.1 or something like that. Uh, so, and and it's, and I, I got to be honest, as much as I don't love the wraparound show, it's not terrible. Uh, it's more than Fox was giving us. Yeah. Fox. I mean, Fox was giving at halftime. Fox would give us highlights of the Sounders losing the MLS cup to Columbus during I Sounders mean,
0: Concacaf cap games. Give us content. Yeah. Give us content. You know, the more content, the better, you know, I mean, let's, you know, let's, let's take that in. Um,
1: and Apple TV is going to 8k cameras. It's all going to be better quality than anything we could have found anywhere else. And it's not like ESPN would be any better. ESPN's not going to be on TV in a couple of years. They're going to an only subscription
0: model as well. And and taking that a step further, I think I think the Sounders are an interesting case where this last year for Sounders fans, this last year was a little bit of a frustration point because the Sounders actually had a, a good existing game day presentation model, Yeah. but a lot of other teams did not have that. So so a good majority of the teams saw vast improvement on what they were getting as a product, as an end product. The one thing I wish I'd see a little bit more is a little bit more investment in... Um, Home announcers a little bit more, and 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 this is the first year that and they're they're trying to save their money. I get that, but it's going to be more the NFL model where you have your, you know, your Tony Romo and whoever you they know did, doing could, this game. And you could listen to uh, the. I'm not talking about the local radio broadcasts, oh, okay. you know, and and but that's that's a different challenge altogether because, yeah. technically speaking, because of lag time, because of of how that all works. You could only get the home feed, the home audio feed. So that doesn't really do the sounders much good no, because. I, I,
1: it bothers me because if I'm watching a road game, that's when I want my home feed.
0: Exactly.
1: I will say if you have a a, 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 you know, Google or Alexa, you can pause the TV until it gets to the right point. I did that for Jackson Feltz's first call as the main announcer because I had to support my buddy Jackson. So. Yeah. Um, Shout out to Jackson. Yeah. What's up, Jackson? You the man. So, yeah. um, All right. Well, we got a game coming up. So let's quickly hit that here before we run on too long. Uh, uh, The Sounders are playing LAFC coming up. I mean, what a rough start to the season. Let me tell you, we we couldn't have a soft landing. Uh, We we have to go down to LA and play a game. And um, what do you think of the Sounders' form? Should we see anything out of what's been going on in the preseason? Because we got, we didn't get our butts kicked, but we lost. I think our last what three or four matches. I don't know what happened the second game against Sacramento, but we lost the Sacramento well, one nothing. We lost the uh, uh, the last three matches we had against teams from
0: Sweden or wherever they were from. Yeah, that is good. Uh, the starting the starting eleven have not scored a game in 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 two games. Um, and we sat people
1: against uh, <clears throat> Sacramento, though. We didn't have our full starters out there.
0: Correct. And and, and to me, I try not to read too much into that. Um, you know, preseason is simultaneously a chance to get familiarity playing together, a chance to potentially try new formations, to try um, – you know hey right now we've been working on these kind of play patterns you know we want to um you know we want to we want to do these play patterns where when this position player gets the ball then we're going to have patterns of okay we're going to move in these movements and then kind of getting that choreographed dance down and and kind of learning that sometimes it takes time when you're playing preseason games against teams like some of these Sweden teams who maybe are in the middle of a season that's that's going to make that it's going to up the difficulty a little bit um i am not worried uh but it also i can also not be super excited it could just be a hey okay well let's see what happens when the season actually starts
1: yeah i mean matches this saturday one thirty p.m. Uh, at BMO Stadium in, in Los Angeles. Not Carson. Make sure you're going to the right stadium. We're not playing the Galaxy. And uh, I think the big question for me is, will our defense still hold up? Will we have the same skilled defense? Now, Yamar has been hurt. No. Uh, they did say that he, can, he will be playing, though. Uh, he, or he'll be available, I should say. I, I don't know if that means he
0: starts. But We will not. Um, we have a great team our defense last year was, was kind of almost historic levels. Yeah. Um, so, so just, I think a reasonable expectation is that they will not repeat the numbers that they did last year. Now, hopefully that will also mean the offense will not repeat the numbers <laughs> they had last year. Yeah. Um, cause there were definitely times where it felt like a bit of a slog. um, I think we are going to have a very good defense. We got all the tools there. I think we will be definitely a top 10 defense, maybe even a top five defense. Um, the question really kind of comes down to what can our offense do? That That's going to be kind of what we can do. And I think um, Pedro De La Vega, I think, has the tools to create explosive offensive play also takes people on. And I love seeing that, that we're bringing in more and more players like that, that will take people on. It's one of the things I love about Leo Chu, Um, you know, take people on and and let's, let's go from there and let's see what we can do. Yeah. Uh,
1: uh, Awesome. I agree. Um, I do want to say we were uh, Aaron and I were on a podcast recently and um i'm trying to bring up the name here we'll put it in the show notes at the very least uh to make sure that people can can find it and listen to it but he we were asked who who was their surprise player of the year uh and he said his from last year no for this coming year
0: okay uh, Who he who said his, predict
1: yeah his errands was reed baker whiting hmm. and the only way that happens is if he surpasses new who and starts so how are you feeling about Nuhu over there? I, I mean he, he had a little little struggle at the at the uh end of the year maybe and and some people were kind of tired of his antics myself included. Uh but uh he obviously has a uh higher level of play I think than Reed, but Reed's maybe his his uh ceilings higher overall, I
0: don't know. Uh I think I, you nailed it right there, yeah. I okay. mean it comes down to it comes down to you have a elite defender who isn't going to contribute as much on the offensive side versus a budding prospect who if you are giving those minutes above new who is going to make some mistakes but might be able to develop into something something special um so kind of doing the risk management there of you know do you just automatically start new if he's healthy Do you play to matchups? Will certain matchups be more advantageous than others? Um, And I don't know the answer to that. I think if we see in the first three games, New Who being one of the first, you know, first to the bench in favor of Reed Baker Whiting to give him some more minutes. If we're seeing Reed Baker Whiting getting 25 minutes a game, that might be signaling that they are, thinking about making that change Mm. yeah but i i I really don't know um i i like teams that have tactical flexibility um i like when you can bring in a player and change things up the only question i have is 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 that the direction i mean because typically you know if you're trying to change things up maybe you might be down a goal is taking off a left back for another left back is that going to be the exciting thing you have? But that's the advantage of I, I love the fact that we did not get rid of the five sub rule from COVID. I think oh, it's such a great that point. might be that might be one of the most the the best unintended side effects of COVID is if that becomes a permanent part of the game, which it certainly looks like it is. Yeah. <clears throat> Is there any league that's gone back down to three that you know of? I'm not sure. I know they were talking
1: about going back in the Premier League, but honestly, Chelsea's been so bad this year that I've I've not watched
0: a full game. I've just watched bits here and there. So you uh, mean by the time that they get to their third, fourth, fifth substitutions, it's already so out of hand? You're like, screw this game. Yeah,
1: yeah, I'm not watching. Uh, or lately, they've had some comeback wins, but I'm just kind of following it on my phone. So, um, yeah. yeah. Side note.
0: I was gonna say, side note. I'm getting a report here. A friend of mine's texting me that down here in Magnuson Arena Sports, watching his wife play, and uh, Brad Evans and Kellen Rowe are playing. Oh, nice! So if you want some, you want some good Arena Sports action right there.
1: Yeah. Um, I, I used to go to that gym right there inside the Arena Sports. I right lived on. Up the block. So yeah. Um, so what, <laughs> what's your what's your what's your guess for uh, final score? of this match on Saturday?
0: Well, early game, early season. So I'm not expecting a bonanza of goals because the Sounders, you know, defense has been really good. Um, But LAFC, what a wild card. I don't know what to expect from that team. And you know what? The reality is they've had some you know some deficiencies I, I my 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 head wants to say that it's gonna be like a a one nothing kind of game kind of a bit of a slog yeah but I kind of secretly think it might be similar to how we kind of shot out of the the gates early oh wow previously or I think I think it might be something stupid like a three nothing i'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna be love- I'm gonna put on some homer glasses right now. I would yeah. love that because cause the money line in Vegas
1: has uh, 55.6% chance of LAFC winning, 24.7% chance of a draw, and 19.7% chance of us winning. So if you were to put down... Uh, how how does how does this work? I always get the money line confused because it's not straight. Uh, we so, need
0: fellow Alliance uh, Council member and professional gambler Scott Chupac. On yep, the, if you were to call. put down
1: a hundred bucks, you would win three hundred and eighty, so you would get four hundred and eighty back. So I'm saying, if you think that's the case, Nick, you need to go put a hundred bucks down on the Sounders. Uh, over under is two point five goals, uh, and people are currently betting the under uh, slightly. So. Uh, uh, I, you know, it's a rough one, right? Like, I don't know if the Sounders can overcome their firepower. But then I think about how much deeper the Sounders have gotten. Like, who did we lose? Well, we lost Nico, who I think is a huge loss from a culture perspective. But by the end of the season,
0: he wasn't starting anyway. I mean, do you, let me just ask this. Right now, would you rather have Nico Lodero or Pedro De La Vega?
1: De La Vega, I believe. Uh, obviously, I haven't seen him play other than you know clips. But uh, we lost Kellen Rowe, Bear, A.B. Sissoko, and Ethan Doubleair, and Nico. But we gained Jonathan Bell and Nathan. At defense and then we have and if
0: nathan can get back to if he can get back he could be a start he was one of the better center backs in the league
1: yeah and then danny musovsky i can never say it uh could be a great pickup which uh also uh i think he was in rsl last year wasn't he yes
0: yeah i mean he had a contract dispute where from the reports that i read he was um Promised one thing and did not get what was promised.
1: Yep, he only started fourteen games last year, but he was at well, LA. He also he also right?
0: held it. He held out. He yeah. he basically was like, I- I'm not going to play. But he had five um, he goals had, and yeah, four
1: assists for Salt Lake, uh, and then the year before he had two goals and an assist for LAFC. Four goals and three assists. Five goals and one assist. So he's gonna he's gonna put in some minutes for us in a way yeah. that can get us goals and assists.
0: And he's he's going to be he's going to provide the off the bench and secondary scoring that we hope to get from bear that we used to get from Will Bruin who also shout out happy retirement Will Bruin yeah. I shout am shout out
1: to Will what a loved nice watching him play and just having been able to spend time with him on the Alliance Council and yes. see what, what a great duty is dude he is what a great dad he is uh you know um but back to, to to Danny here. He he has a career 72.66 passing percentage. Like I think he's going to be a really good fit for our team and I'm leaning towards that one nothing match. I just I can't I can't see Bwanga not scoring. So, I'm going to go 1-1. I'll give us a draw.
0: Okay. Um yeah, I just think that I think that um I think that Danny is going to provide you know that will brew and roll the actual yeah. goals and not just hypothetical goals like we're hoping for out of Ebert, hoping for out yeah. of miguel ibarra hoping for out of hercules gomez hoping for out of you know these, these uh, even Chalker. to a degree freddie montero um I, I think he'll be able to provide some of that
1: yeah yeah so um what are you looking for in this game to get off to that start uh, that fast start what do you what do you want to see out of the box
0: I don't think we're going to see a fast start. I think I think
1: but you're three nothing. I think like, we're going right?
0: to No, no, yes, yes. I think I think it's going to be maybe one goal in the first half and then I think right around the time subs start happening we'll we'll get two more we'll get two more around, you know, you know around 70 and then and then kind of maybe one more as lafc is trying to push wow. down to nothing trying to get and we're going to get some, so some you, break do so you there. think
1: uh freddy juarez is going to get into schmetzer's head and get him to sub earlier than the 80th minute is that what you're telling me we'll see we'll
0: see <laughs> um actually i kind of do in this particular case just because i don't know how many players would be considered truly 90 minutes fit so, right. I think and, there and will be, you know, it's early season. Our, our so, benches, I would expect to see more subs. Our bench
1: depth is the drop off between the starters and the backup is way less than it may have been in years past.
0: Yeah. I mean, like we just talked about, we just talked about three people. And, and we still haven't even answered the Rui Diaz question. Yeah. Whether, you know, role. whether Rui Diaz, yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, so you are talking about Leo Chu, Rui Diaz, Danny, uh, Reed Baker Whiting of Nathan. those four <laughs> there's a good chance all four are not starting. Yeah. Um and all of them can provide offensive spark off of the off of the bench. Um I mean Nathan obviously that's a different situation because you're not expecting offensive output from him. No, but although man wouldn't <laughs> it be nice if we who's first off who's taking corners? <laughs> who's, I'm I'm very interested. No, no, no. Yeah, that was well, a Nico yeah. role. You know, yeah, we'll I'm see, very curious. Right. Is, is Jao Paulo?
1: The other side, Joao Paulo, they switched off a little bit.
0: Yeah. What kind of free kicks does uh, De La Vega do? What What, yeah. what are we going to see from that? Um Who's going to be taking penalties? Who's going to be, uh you know, these are the kind of questions that I'm very, very curious to see at the beginning we of the season.
1: We penalty takers, didn't we? Because we have no... We have no Freddy and we have no Nico.
0: Yeah, um, but but Freddy was rarely in the game at a time when we would get a penalty. But, so you know,
1: when Nico was hurt um, during that U.S. Uh, or that sorry uh, Champions League run, he was getting all those penalties. Yeah, ab- absolutely. All right, we should we should wrap um, this up. I, I could talk to you all night long, but we're we're eighty minutes plus in here. Um, so, it's the beginning
0: of the season. People yeah. want content. We want yeah. soccer. Yeah. We and you he, know what wait hang on a second i just gotta do this i know this this goes out to all those people that are watching or that are listening to us on 1.3 speed knowing that you know we're really uh you're trying to get through your podcast a little a little faster yeah i'm going to slow down (laughs) no i can't even do that uh (laughs)
1: You know, I actually, my new podcast app doesn't have a way to speed it up that way, but it has a way to edit the pauses to be shorter. And so when people talk, it the space in between all the words is faster. So they're not actually talking faster, but your brain thinks that it is. So I, I've been doing
0: that. That's kind of trippy. Yeah. Uh, that's very trippy. My big thing is I do try as much as I can to avoid using, um, and, uh, you know, in between words, those are, the, those are the things that really do bother me. I'd rather have that pause in between words than to fill it with. Uh, yeah,
1: absolutely. As, and, as, as, and, as someone yeah. who, you know, I've just started my 26th year in radio last month. Uh, I've had to learn very quickly because I've had to listen to my voice and edit it so many times that ums and uhs drive me
0: crazy. And we're always our biggest critic for yeah, sure with the yeah. way our voice sounds. Like I know that right now I'm fighting a little bit of, you know, chest cold. You sound so good it. right now. You sound oh, like you that. that, that sexual chocolate. I'm like a man. Sexual chocolate.
1: Now, like here's, here's what I'm going to leave you all with before we go away to uh, allow James to take it away. I want you to go out and listen to our fearless leader, Adrian Hanauer, talk. Just, you know, every time he talks, go find those interviews, listen to it. Then take a shot every time he says, um,
0: he don't, don't do that. Why are you trying to kill people? Why would you do that? Why would you do that?
1: Because, uh, our good friend, uh, the the Alliance council, uh, he and I at one point decided to do this and, uh, we didn't, we, we couldn't do it because we would have died. Uh,
0: that's not a good idea. Shout
1: out to to
0: Lucas. (laughs) Hey, you know. I would I would like to say, one, let's start. Love to see everyone that's listening right now. I'd love to see you in Discord. Love yeah. to see uh, you joining in that. Let's have a really fun season. Let's have, let's let's get some good energy. It's a special season, fiftieth fiftieth year of Sounders. A um, lot to be excited for. I'm very curious. To see, you know, we didn't even talk about the new kits. How no. did we? I, we got, we got stuck
1: in a lot of other stuff. So, uh, w- w- just give me your quick, we'll, we'll, make them wait a little bit longer before we leave. Give me your quick, like two, three sentence
0: thoughts on the new kid. Okay. One loved the photo shoot to launch the new kits. Yep. It gave me ideas of, Ooh, a brown jacket and the Jersey underneath it. Like that, that's that, that's, those are my tones right there. Those are, those are my, those are my patterns. Um, Really love that. I am very curious to see how many times we do get those baby blue shorts to go mm-hmm. along with those 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 jerseys. The people that are critical of that jersey, I would probably say this. Look at all of the green jerseys we've had through our MLS history, our MLS era. There's only so many things you could do with with that to make it interesting this is interesting to me i'm very very excited to see how this looks um is it an all-time favorite i really love the i really love the space needle sublimation in the in the, oh that's my uh, least favorite that, one. oh i loved that one it was just kind of just just kind of random enough but i'm very curious to see these i'm excited to see these uh, I think it'll go really well with the socks and shorts, and I'm yeah. very, very. I want to see the, all the picture together for sure.
1: And and for me, I got to be honest. We saw it two years ago, you and I. Yeah. Uh, I wasn't the biggest fan. I actually did not see it the first time. I th- actually, I had to see it later. I was not. I think I was in Texas or something. Um, no, that was for the 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 Bruce Lee one. But so I I but I did not. I wasn't available. I did not see it the first time. It was shown. Uh, when I did see it, I wasn't really a fan. Um, I wasn't that excited when it was coming out. Uh, the marketing won me over. The photo shoots won me over. The way that it showed that it, it not only can it be aware, worn as a kit on the field, but it can be a fashion accessory off the field. And I don't know if we've ever had that for our green jerseys. No, never. I mean, definitely, I, mean, I think with some of our third and or community kits fit that bill. But Oh, yeah. Uh, no I, and I think it's great I, I also so a lot of the people I see complaining uh, either A don't realize that we're all too old the jerseys aren't for us anymore yes we're Where not the market the market is getting kids out there wearing them uh, and then also uh, and, and creating a, a love of the brand a, and then also I think that um, the throwback that people wanted already happened a few years ago and it didn't sell well at least compared to our other jerseys, as far as I remember. Yeah, I mean the white heritage white or whatever it was.
0: I mean that was literally a, a a true recreation of of something that had already existed for sure. Yeah, I think this hit the mark of having a vintage feel mm-hmm. while uh, with, while 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 recreating. Um, that, that, only, I, think
1: that's it. I think that's right because it's not. They, they never wore anything like this, but to me, it has that '70s feel to it, but modernized into a way that it can be worn now.
0: Late '70s, early '80s. Yeah, mm-hmm. I feel like I need that Luke Skywalker hair, just kind of mm-hmm. just kind of winging out a little bit, yeah. which happens every time I try and grow my hair out. Uh, so I have that that awkward era where there's like two months of of just really awkwardness before the length really starts to come in. But but yeah, so we need, we need more, more Luke Skywalker hair out there.
1: Yeah. So thumbs up from me, thumbs up from you. Uh, tell us your thoughts, get in the discord, uh, the price I don't love, but Hey, um, try them on, be sure to try them on because I did try on two separate uh, replicas that fit differently. Uh, Mm. they, they, so it's possible that they have a common cut, but every once in a while one is off, uh, i i i don't know how i i gotta buy one of the de la vega like uh, authentics at some point though
0: yeah i'm i am still struggling with the providence side of it yeah, yeah 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 um so so i think my i'm definitely not going to buy it at full price right now uh i just i just i i have 30 30 sounders jerseys right there or something like that between training tops jerseys goalkeeper jerseys uh um i'm not at our our colleague jerry's level but i'm i'm definitely definitely pretty high up there
1: yeah i'm in Um, the the 60s i think for sounders jerseys uh and and i i will get it uh I will say two things. One, I can't get it yet because I'm in the process of losing weight and I'm between sizes right now and I'm not getting the larger size. Two, uh, Alba Kim uh, heat transfer vinyl letter remover number 1020 does a great job of moving that Providence logo if you would like to remove it. I'm too anal attentive.
0: I know. I can always see the ghosting. Yep. I can see the little ghosting. I will always know it's there. My never- eyes will always go to that. So I did buy... A Bruce Lee kit from uh, UK, uh, UK Heritage <laughs> Football, UK
1: Classic shirts. There
0: we go. Yes, UK Classic shirts. Where they got them before the Providence logo was announced. So, uh, so I got one that was truly blank. blank. It's, oh, it's, I, lo- I love it.
1: And it's possible they might show up there again early. Uh, you, Maybe you never know. Uh, I will say that if you do like a lot of people ever other did and put Pro Choice on there instead of Providence, it covers that right up though. So no, I mean it would look a little different, but no one would notice.
0: I do. I got to give a big shout out to my fellow uh, pub leaguer Lars Günther, uh, co-coach. My my roommate went to Mexico City. He took the blank and he put a Dix logo on oh, it. Oh, it looks so good. It looks so good. Looks so good, and I just, I just love that. Uh, And it got me thinking about, okay, could is there something I'd like to do? Reality is, I'm probably just going to keep it blank. Uh, Just, just not. Yeah, I I mean, I I don't want to get free advertising.
1: I have all of the uh, jerseys that I planned, like goalie jerseys, I planned on getting made, still sitting upstairs in the closet. I never took them in to get made, so uh, the likelihood of me getting anything done is always pretty slim.
0: <laughs> well, you let me know. You let me know if you need any any help. I've I've had many a goalie jersey made. I have I have um, all
1: the parts. I just need to find someone who still has the the numbers. The old numbers, obviously.
0: Ah, uh, yeah. the The big one for me was I designed a um, a chest piece for the Champions League finals. Yeah. And, and the chest piece had the Kaka calf Champions trophy on it. And those things are such tiny little diamonds that when you put the heat transfer over it, if you don't cut that exactly right, and if it kind of like sticks, it has a tendency to want to move. So you got to mm-hmm. like reposition those diamonds with like a tweezer. Very big challenge on that one. But, but I do have a uh, home and away CCL final jersey for that 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 are that are amongst my favorites that I loved t- to bust out to wear so awesome, so
1: we leave you scuttlebutt fans, knowing that you are in a better place from before you started this podcast until now, as Nicholas and I have endowed you with our knowledge, our stories, our inane idiocy
0: <laughs> and you 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 know Cameron, I will say very well endowed you are so you you are such such a trooper in that regard
1: yes yes uh i i
0: ladies i believe he's single
1: i mean i'm dating yes oh <laughs> not oh. Uh, oh and perfect timing because my alarm just uh my broke an <laughs> alarm just went off and is gonna beep in the background so uh yeah if anyone would like to go on a date with me let me know <laughs>
0: I mean that's 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 what this podcast now we're getting to the meat of what oh, yeah. this podcast is all about.
1: Absolutely. So uh with that where can they find you on the internet before this beep gets too annoying behind me?
0: That sounds great. Uh come on out uh, I'm on X or Twitter whatever it's called nowadays at nikita banana N I Q U I T A B A N A N A or on B-A-N-A-N-A-S. Instagram, yes, I know. I want to add the S every time. Um, or on Instagram at Cascades Two uh, C, Cascades Two C S E A, and then on on Facebook, um, mainly through the ECS Pub League page. Absolutely. Come join us on ECS Pub League, Learn about what we do, and uh, and and come come join the fun if you're looking for a low-level, entry-level soccer. Um, as I like to say, there's no one that is too bad for our league, only people who are too good for our league that maybe we need to find, a, we'll help you find a different team to, to play on.
1: And sadly, I, I couldn't play this spring because my job at the Super Hawks requires me to be at games on Sundays. So uh, Sunday mornings afternoons sadly but um that makes sense soon.
0: we're gonna get you because aaron's on my team this yep, year yep one um, of these days. i i cannot announce what our team theme is yet we, we that is not public knowledge yet but we have a fun design for our jersey um and and looking forward to it
1: awesome yeah and you can get me at legal minded punk wherever it matters uh take it away james bye nick
0: bye You can follow the Sounders Scuttlebutt Podcast on Twitter at SSFCScuttlebutt. And for all inquiries, including questions for the gents or sponsorship opportunities, please email contact at scuttlebuttproductions.com. Be sure to subscribe to the show for new episodes following every Sounders FC match. And don't forget to share your feedback by rating and reviewing. And you can follow me on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook at BritVoxus. That's Brit Vox US. We'll see you at Lumen and go Sounders. Alexa, who's the best MLS team of all time? The Seattle Sounders are both unequivocally and irrefutably the best MLS team of all time.